everything that we do every day, we want to be a champion. Get your mind right and let's go. Do the little things. Win every day. It's a selfless big play so far. Everything with an attitude. Alabama. I don't give a shit who we're playing. Young men play against and make his ass play. That's our framework. That's our MO with the team. Richardson breaks free on the sideline. This is a mauling, folks, a mauling. Fear the tide, honey badger. Hello and welcome to the Alabama Football Podcast, powered by Bama Hammer. Tom, we're back, and this time we're talking linebackers. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's a little it's a little concerning right now that uh there's been talk in camp about the, you know, trade to priest's conditioning and you know, we're trying to be careful with him and you know, we're we're given opportunities for other guys to be worked inside. You know, Dylan Lee has been working on the outside, and now they're moving him back in the inside. It, it, it just doesn't seem like they can find a combination on the inside right now that that uh, is going to be the two guys to you know to see the field next Saturday. Who who do you think are going to be those two inside linebackers next Saturday? Yeah, and you know what? In fairness to to Trader Priest, it's it's not that he's just you know come in camp out of shape and and whatnot. You know, he suffered some injuries, and so he didn't get the full opportunity to to really work through camp and, and increase his, his wind. And then coach talks about it in the terms of, you know, the fast paced uh, offenses that we're going to play and uh, limited opportunities to rotate players. And so we want to make sure that we have uh, in there someone that's, you know, fully conditioned, you know, as if coming out of a full camp. And so that's what we're seeing with, with Trey Priest. I think he'll get his wind back, but uh, he'll have to, he'll have to work, uh, at that, you know, getting back to your question, who are we going to see occupy the middle? You know, I think we're going to see some DePriest. Uh, I do. I think it's going to be uh, DePriest and Dylan. But I tell you who to watch for that we're going to see in the middle. Uh, we're going to see some Reggie Raglan and we're going to see some Sean Dion Hamilton. And so I think those are the four players that we're going to see rotate heavily in the middle. Uh, or at least as heavy as the offense will allow. So maybe by by possession we see that, or you know maybe we're shuttling some some guy in every couple of snaps. But DePriest, Ragland, Sean Dion Hamilton, and and uh, <clears throat> Dylan Lee, I think are the guys that we're going to see uh, out there a little bit. I'll say this too: when we talk about the middle linebacker, when we run a nickel, we we swap out from the middle linebacker position. So we talked about. Uh, you know, gosh, in the wayback machine, you know, Jarrell Harris, right, was a starting linebacker, and uh, Nico jo- uh, jo- uh, Nico Johnson was, you know, a starting linebacker, but they were both starters in our base package, which you know meant that they didn't start very often. And so, you know, we talk about having maybe limited depth, limited wind at the middle linebacker. If we play a lot of nickel, then uh, it's really only a single middle linebacker we're looking for. No, that's true, and I guess here's where I was going with that. Because first of all, um, I was surprised you didn't mention Reuben Foster in, in those four names. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll put that over to the side for a second. I guess what I meant by that is 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 Trey is look is being looked on right to be the signal caller for the defense. Right, mm-hmm. he's got to step in and assume that role from C.J. Mosley, <laughs> and Reggie Ragland has made, you know, he's taken advantage of his opportunities for the first time in his career. Okay. As far as the doors open now, walk through it, right? From everything yes. that from yes. everything that we're we're hearing. It, but but if you look at the if you look at the you know the posted depth charts out there of projected depth charts, assuming a three four four 
They're showing Dylan Lee as the Sam, Trey in the middle, Reggie at the wheel, and Denzel Duvall at the jack. Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I want to touch on there for a second is I actually think that the reason Dylan Lee has, in the last few practices, has been working some in the middle is because Trey was banged up with his knee, right? And I don't think the coaches are comfortable with Reggie being that signal caller fully yet, Ruben Ruben Foster being that signal caller yet, and Sean, you know, is obviously a true freshman. So nothing against these other guys, but I think Dylan Lee was has been was worked some in this scrimmage in the middle to say, okay, you know, guys, if Trey can't go for, you know, if, he, if Trey needs to be spelled, there's still open off audition for that uh, backup to Trey. Who wants it? Reggie, Dylan, Ruben, freshman Sean will give you a chance as well. Who wants who wants to audition for backup middle linebacker? And I don't think they found it yet. Well, and that's fair. And and you point out really, I think a, a good point is that you know not all middle linebackers are created the same. You know, even even with our our uh, you know four linebackers, you know, you think well, just the the two in the middle, but one of them is the play caller, uh, and so that is a different position than maybe uh, you know riding shotgun middle linebacker. And so CJ and uh, Trey were middle linebackers. But uh, you know, CJ was the play caller. Debris and he, has been and he had done long. it. And he had done it for a long time, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're, we're so, this is a, this is new territory for us. It's it's new territory. Uh, it's new territory. New territory for Depriest. But he has the experience, and so you think, you know, yeah, he should be able to uh, to do that. You know, probably did it uh, situationally. Some uh, if he's not going to be fully, uh, you know, fully capable to kind of play the whole game, so to speak, then we're going to we will need to identify who that is. Is it Raglan? Is it Dylan? You know, there's something sneaky, uh, sneaky good about this uh, Deion Hamilton. He, you know, he was here in the spring, looked good in a day. Uh, all reports uh, from him in camp uh, are really, really good. You know, he is advertised as a very smart player, and uh, when you start talking about a player in those terms, you start to think, well, maybe then that starts to be the play calling role. I, you know, I think we're going to see him probably earlier than we might otherwise expect, but. Um, yeah, I think he might be the dark horse to to really kind of step in there and and be the play caller uh, behind uh, DePriest. You know, so many of the guys. You know, we've got Denzel listed at Jack, but he's played some in the middle. You know, Ryan Anderson has has uh, has performed well in the middle, and we've talked about him as a rabbit rusher and and playing some on the outside. I think we have a lot of these guys that uh, have have seen snaps at at multiple positions. So. It'll kind of be fun to watch how we rotate these guys out because I think we will be looking for the right mix. You know, I think we're going to see a lot of guys uh, run through the linebacker position. Well, it's funny you mentioned Jarrell Harris and, and, and what that looked like, right? Because he was a starting linebacker. I guess what I mean is if I'm Dylan Lee, I want to win the audition for that backup to Trey, okay, as a signal caller. Because I think currently, if you look at the depth chart as it is positioned on the Sam side right now, mm-hmm. those are the guys that are in danger of being called a starter, but watching from the majority of the time on the sideline. Yes. So currently, you got Dylan Lee running first. I have nothing against Dylan Lee. I'm just calling what I see. And so right now, if Dylan, Trey DePriest, Reggie Raglan, and Denzel Duvall are projected starters in a 3-4, 
I see the game starting with Trey, Reggie, and Denzel Duvall, right? Yeah. And so then Dylan will come in, right? But it'll come in situationally. Well, then right behind him, you have Ryan Anderson. Well, I have been thoroughly impressed with Ryan Anderson uh, rushing the edge. Yep. And so I think when we um, are in third and long situations, um, you know, would I be surprised if we see a Deshaun hand on one side? Uh, if I see a Jonathan, if I see a combination of Jonathan Allen, Deshaun Hand, and Ryan Anderson, right, as the three guys rotating off the edges. So if I'm Ryan Anderson and I and I want my role on this team this year, yep. I'm putting pressure off the edge. <clears throat> and so so suddenly I see a Reuben Foster sitting here rotating with Reggie, right? And yep. and maybe Sean's in the mix too. But i I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking of if you know of, of all the linebackers, I guess my question to you is if we're going to see three linebackers on the field the majority of the time and we're running a 3-3-5, who are those three guys assuming a healthy trait? Who are those three guys in that base nickel that you think are going to be on the field the majority of the snaps? I think, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's going to be DePriest if, if we're saying that, uh, you know, he's going to have uh, the win. And so we, we sort of assume him as one of the positions. I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm gonna go a little maybe a different direction, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ragland and Dylan Lee. Okay, so so not Duvall, right? Okay, okay, because that that surprises me because I I think I think Duvall kind of a la Courtney Upshaw. I, I think Denzel Duvall is gonna be one of these kids that, um, you know, and Xavier Dixon can attest to this. I think I think Denzel Duvall is gonna be a guy that you're gonna be you're gonna be tough to not see him on the field. I think he's going to be on the field all the time until he is just gassed. Well, I think we're going to see a lot of these guys. And so, you know, when we say just the three, if we if we run, you know, the base three, um, you know, which three are going to we see the most, then, uh, you know, that's who I'm going to call out. And, you know, we can look at, you know, their snap action. But, uh, you know, hey, I, I like Denzel Duvall. I think we're going to see Rashawn Evans. You know, Xavier Dixon's a guy that, you know, was a verily just, a, you know, almost a silent force always on the field, you know, last season. Uh, so it's kind of hard not to include him, you know, in in that group. Uh, it's hard but, to believe he's a senior. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I think we're going to see, I think, you know, I, I look up and, you know, DePriest, Ragland, Sean Deion Hamilton, Ruben Foster, Ryan Anderson, Dylan Lee, Denzel, uh, Rashawn, Xavier. You know, I look through that full list. Uh, of people, I think you know Tim Williams. If if he's a defensive end or, or linebacker, I, you know I don't know. Right. Include him in, in that group. You know, I think they all play. I think we see them all uh, Saturday, and and not just on special teams. I think there's an opportunity that we can see them all at linebacker. I don't think it's until you get down to uh, you know redshirt freshman Walker Jones uh, before you maybe start to question does he get on the field. Uh, you know, Keith Holcomb, and, uh, Holcomb and, and Christian Miller, I think are two freshmen. Probably we try to redshirt them. I, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, I can't say that definitively, but I think that's probably the direction. I think we see a lot of different linebackers. We may play eight or nine linebackers just trying to see, you know, what we've got at the position. Well, I will tell you what is so freaking exciting to me is that as I look at all these guys' names and then I look at third on the depth chart, a Christian Miller, and a Keith Holcomb, you know, I sit there, excuse me, I'm sorry. When I look at a Christian Miller and a Rashawn Evans for a second, I sit here and look and say, man, 
these two guys were ranked the number one and number two outside linebackers in the nation. Yep. And they will probably be redshirted. Yep. That puts a big old smile on my face. Yeah. You know, I look at this, I look at the the linebacker position and, you know, you know, last year we had a CJ Mosley and then years past we've had, you know, Orlando McLean and, and uh, you know, Dante Hightower and Courtney Upshaw. And we've had, you know, sort of name brand known stars uh, at the position. I look at what we have at the linebacker position now, and I don't see a name brand star. Uh, you know, Trader Priest is kind of getting that, I think, almost by default, almost by reputation of Alabama yes. linebacker. Yes. And I'm not mad at Trader Priest. I just don't think I don't I don't I don't put him in that same category. Uh, as you know, some of some of those other names, some of the now, ones that have come before him. That's yeah. fair. Now that doesn't mean he can't end the season on that list. I just don't enter the season with him on that list. And right. so I think about, man, there's not a one of these guys that I don't like. You know, I don't see a Jarrell Harris. I don't see a Tanae Patrick. I don't see someone on this list that I just say they will struggle to find snaps, even maybe on special teams. I don't see that person in in this lineup. I see a lot of guys that have the opportunity to play very well. I see a lot of them, and it's almost like put a hat over them because I don't know which one to pick. I don't know which one is going to be the one. I just know we have a lot, and uh, unless they are really demonstrating themselves to the coaches in practice, I don't know that collectively we know which one is going to blossom or which ones are going to blossom. And so I think early on in the season – we we play just a mighty lot of linebackers trying to see which one is, is going to blossom. Well, and, and and like we talked about it at defensive line, right? You know, as even when we did the offensive shows and we talked about the depth at wide receiver, right? And we talked about offensive line, you know, maybe we are just now getting to the point where he's really getting the depth that he's wanted, right? Or that any coach would want for that point. So what I right. mean by that is, is we just got through talking about, you know, 17 defensive linemen and several of these guys are going to see the field. Well, you know, we talked on the wide receiver show about this might be the, you know, the deepest wide receiver core we've ever, you know, saw as an Alabama fan. Well, to your point, right? It's all the, you know, it's all the, the lunch pail mentality, right? They're, they're not all big star names that people know yet, but they will when the season's over. And, yes. um, you know, it's kind of like we talked about with the running backs, right? My gosh, let's face it. We got, you know, we got four running backs that could start on a lot of teams across the country. Well, <laughs> we sit here and look at our death of linebackers and several of these guys would be starting on other people's teams right now. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. You know, we could we could say this in any one of, you know, we're going to do three you know, shows on the defense, the line, the linebackers, and, and the DBs. And, you know, we could say this in any of the three shows, and so I'm just going to, you know, put it out here now because I think it's appropriate across any of those three positions. And so I'm just going to say this for, for our defense in general. I think our defense, we are going into the season with a lot of talent and some question marks. But I think that we have the talent to fill in those question marks. We just don't know the name of the player that's going to do it because we have so many. Well, that's fair. I, I would I would disagree with you a tiny bit when it comes to secondary, which we'll do a show on secondary here uh, later. I I wouldn't put them in that same category. 
Well, I don't think we're there yet on the depth like we are with these other two positions. These other two positions, though, we've got, you know, we've got an awesome amount of depth in my opinion. Let me put my theory out there, and then we can, you know, we'll have fun in, in the DB show, right? Right. But, but my, my concept is this, though, right? We have a lot of depth, and let's call it the front eight, right? We have an incredible amount of depth. Uh, I think we have a lot of talent. Uh, we're lacking some experience. And what we're going to find is the starters who start the season are not going to be the starters who finish the season. That competition for playing time, competition for reps and snaps will continue. That's just not a fall camp kind of thing like maybe we've seen with teams in the past. I think this defense will be observably better as the season goes on. I think we're going to – we may even, you know – scratch our head coming out of West Virginia and say, huh, the defense maybe, you know, needs to gel a little bit. Those will be distant memories by the time we hit the, I, I think, the, the midway mark in this season. This defense is going to come together. Tommy, I think this defense has the opportunity to be something really special. I don't, I don't I'm not going to say 2011 yet, but I think this defense has the, the potential, the talent uh, to be really special by the end of the season. Oh, I agree. And I, and I think that, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, not to, not to mix positions here for a second, but just, you know, we had a recent development with Alfonso Taylor at right guard, right? Leon Brown gets banged up. Alfonso Taylor comes in and now the talking campus, he's not relinquishing his spot at right guard. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Leon Brown looked like a stud against Oklahoma. He was the number two <laughs> offensive lineman on that field that night. So, so it's kind of like guys, you know, <laughs> I hope you don't get banged up because if you lose a couple practices, you're going, you know, you're going to lose ground to these other guys. And so we always talk about them pushing each other like you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Well, this is good stuff. Anything else? You, I, I'm excited to get to the DB show because I think we're going to, you, you know, we're going to take some turns over there. But, uh, on the, you know, speaking of linebackers, any, any other uh, topics or any other, uh, you know, maybe watch items you have for us? You know, my watch item is Xavier Dixon. You know, yeah. I, I, I guess the thing I'll just say is, is, you know, he came in with a lot of good press and, and, uh, he had a great high school career and, and I think he's done some really good things at Alabama. Um, I will say that I don't think the light has come on for him the way he wants it to yet. Sure. And so of all the guys out there, I want Xavier Dixon to do this year what Xavier Dixon wants to do, and I want him to finish this season and and leave his mark at Alabama. He yep. of all the linebackers, he's the guy that I'm really, you know, hoping the best things for this year. They, he's the guy that I hope gets on the field and we can't get him off the field. Yep. Okay. Very good. Very good. My watch guy is going to be uh, Sean Dion Hamilton. Uh, there's just something sneaky good about him. I uh, can't put my finger on it, but uh, I think we're going to see. You know, he's a little little undersized. He's a little shorter. But, uh, man, he's got a nose for the ball and uh, a, a nose uh, ahead for the position, I think. I think uh, little number 11, middle linebacker, uh, I think we're going to see him out there, uh, you know, laying some wood. I think he's going to be fun to watch. All right, man. I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. Well, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Check us out on BamaHammer.com. Go to iTunes and leave us a, a review. And if you like what we're doing, check out our uh, 2014 uh, viewing guide. For a couple of bucks, you can get 100 pages of uh, us ranting and raving about Alabama football. Who doesn't want to see and participate in that experience? Thanks for listening. Roll Tide.
Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a roll tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, T-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide.